Deep Knitter contains explicit content. It is also fact-checked-ish. We try our best. Listener discretion is advised. This is Deep Nerder, the podcast where we talk about true crime, nostalgia, murder. These are your hosts, Kelsey. I'm Jill. And I'm Britt. Booyah. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed in the coffin. So, how was the party at Bex's? Did Bitey well, show up? I think everybody needs to know about Bitey. You know, we I'm the only one still talking about the guy. <laughs> I, you know, what? he came over, and it, yeah, we were all doing our thing, whatever, and then I just totally forgot about it until, like, days after, where it was like, okay, well. <laughs> Did he actually bring that weird bug over? No, no, he didn't. He did it. I'll have to text him and ask him what the deal, like, if he kept him at work or where the fuck he found him. But he didn't bring Bidey over. That's rude. I know. That was huge. I had questions, too. Like, did you put a leash on it? (laughs) Do you walk it around? Does it bite the hand that feeds? Yeah, that's really what we want to (laughs) know. Oh, man. Yeah. And like, where the hell, where did he find this fucker? Like, that thing was aggressive. I know. It almost doesn't seem like he was in Canada, but I think he was out in like, uh, Aldergrove. Yeah. That's, a, that's one of those A words. not a different sounds. country. I know. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, what kind of farm freak animal is this? Like, <laughs> he's always showing, uh, us pictures of cows and stuff, but like, where the oh. hell does bug come from? <laughs> I want a pet so, cow so bad. He's always hanging out with cows. Mm. He's a surveyor, so he's always out in the bush. But, yeah, he updates us with the cows. I wonder is- if we can house, you can house break a cow, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want that kind of shit on my floor. <laughs> it's hey, so big. cows can be potty trained. You think they yeah. can wear little diapers? No. Uh, with a little sweet encouragement, calves prove cows can quickly be potty trained. Unlike most toddlers, calves can be potty trained very quickly. That's what researchers oh. learned when testing whether cows could learn to urinate in a designated spot. Oh, my God, I'm getting a house cow. That's, it was the extra funny part about your house cow is that you live in an apartment building. <laughs> There's no rules against house cows. I have a house pig. It's a true. Pickle. I mean, I'm sure they, they you guys got pigs. You say you me? House, did you say you got a house pig? Yeah, it's my pit bull. Oh, <laughs> my pit bull. Your neighbors have a pig? Oh, yeah, you're a little piggy dog. She's a little okay, piggy wait. dog. Cows are gentle, intelligent, and friendly creatures, so it's no surprise that many people keep them as pets. In spite of their friendly personalities, there are a few drawbacks to keeping a cow as a pet that you might not have thought about. Cows can make good pets as long as you have significant land to keep. Okay, so they're, they be, he might, I mean, they, listen. I'm in. They're not apartment. indoor animals. They're indoor, they could be indoor animals, but like, I need to take <laughs> them on big walks, and I take Gem on like two hour walks, so I could take Gem and Cow on a two hour walk. That's true. Yeah. I mean, there's weirder shit on commercial drives, so. Oh my god. <laughs> Have you seen the lions yet? But <laughs> have you? Oh, I hope not. Those don't live in Canada. <laughs> memes I, about commercial drive? No, no, no. The memes about shampooing cows. Like, there's some people oh. that shampoo and blow dry their cows, and they're really fluffy. They're so fluffy. I've Did you see the one on my there. on my Instagram where she like shampooed and fluffed up her cow and um, put glitter? Oh no, that's so cute. Like, I love like that. edible vegan glitter that's not going to fuck up the environment, but like. The cow is so fluffy and beautiful and just like having its, its walk in. And I'm like, oh, it probably smells and they look so good. And they're fluffed up too, which makes oh, it yeah. so cute. Like okay. they're chubby, but they're not chubby. Like I don't eat meat, so let's go. <laughs> let's go. No. I think the cow will know that I'm kin. Like you smell different. You smell like grass also. I wonder if Jem would like a cow. Does Jem also eat cud? Jem actually eats beef. <laughs> <laughs> Jem's like looking at her chops and cow's like, uh, I thought we were vegetarian up in this joint. <laughs> but like, I'm just wondering because 
because Jem Jem is a fight dog rescue, as you know. Yeah. And she doesn't like dogs. Um, right. she she has a select number of friends, and we can't expand it. She's tapped out. But yeah. I'm wondering if I brought like a cow in that was bigger than her, if she would just kind of respect it as a pecking order. Yeah, maybe. And then maybe if the cow just ignored her a little bit. Yeah. Live their lives and they curl up together at night time and then yeah. in daytime just live their own lives in each corner of the house. Yeah, I guess like the cow, I'll have it. It wouldn't work in this apartment because I have stairs. Cows, I guess, can't go downstairs. <laughs> I, I learned that. I learned that on Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I mean, such a huge animal. I with, have you that. seen that that <laughs> no, episode? It was it was Moolissa. Moolissa, Moolissa, but it was actually a boy cow. <laughs> oh, cute! But, but they couldn't get it out of the apartment because it can't go downstairs. Apparently, <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, I get it. They're pretty huge beasts, and stairs aren't really big enough. Like the slat of a stair. Yeah. Well. Step? Yeah. One day I'll move into another apartment that'll have no you stairs. Move over here and live behind the forest. I would like to live near you and Bex. <laughs> I think that would be fun. The cow could take the switchbacks and you could take their stairs and meet on top. Or yeah, or like, and then when I have to go to work, you and Bex can watch my cow. Yeah, definitely. Maybe the think, cow can even come to the salon. Do you think Hector would like the cow? Oh my God, Bex could do the cow's hair. You guys could do the cow's hair. So <gasps> I think Hector, I don't know. Um, yeah, because, I mean, a cow is probably just not going to be like, hey, what's up, brother? Yeah. Hi, I'm a cow. And then Hector will be like, hmm. And then he'll be like, okay. Um, he's intrigued until he gets to the other dog, and then he's like, ah! <laughs> I always, I always wanted to name, I always wanted to get a dog and like name it after a really obscure font. <laughs> Waving. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was in school, I really liked the name Frutiger. Frutiger. That's yeah. It's a is. font name. And I was like, maybe I'll get a cow and name it Frutiger. That's a good cow name, I think. Frutiger yeah. the cow. Frutiger. Aw, Frutiger and Hector. Frutiger and Hector. <laughs> living in the work. forest. K-I-S-S-I-N. They just lick each other's fur, clean each other. Oh my god, I love this vision. This is a good It's a good one. Um Well we could talk about a much smaller animal. Yeah, a tiny animal. With two ears. (laughs) Yeah, four feet. Like a cow. (laughs) But hops a lot more than a cow. Ooh, a bunny rabbit. Oh, bun buns. Bun buns. Like, April. Guess what I have in my pantry right now? Um, a chocolate rabbit. No, I have <laughs> rabbit shaped rabbit shaped peeps. Oh, peeps. <laughs> yeah. And we got peeps be... for Easter once and that was the only time because we're like, what on earth is this? My They're friend got it for me Yeah, my friend bought them for me because they were purple and sparkly, and he's like, Kelsey will let Oh, yeah. 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 Just look at them. Yeah. I mean, you well, can digest one, and then your poop will be purple I, and sparkly. But... I thought about eating one, and I was a little nervous. It will happen. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> there you go. I shouldn't be dissing peeps, because I actually haven't had one for, like, probably 18 years. But, oh, whatever. I will make <laughs> a video of me eating it for the Instagram. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. But in celebration, uh, neither Brit or I are religious, so whatever. But it's like a social like norm rabbit. to celebrate. Yeah, social norm to celebrate Easter, and we like rabbits, and like we're the weeks Sweet before. Treats. Yes. So we figured we would start you off with some funky bunny stories. Yeah. Yeah. Hippity hop. Hippity hop. Hip hip hop till you don't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to start off with look a little quick looky looky poo at the Velveteen Rabbit. Because when I was little, that was always my favorite. I thought that was a beautiful story. And it always would make me cry because I'm a fucking softy. Mm-hmm. And moving forward, my dog, she's a pit bull, but we call her the Velveteen Pig. 
Oh, so has seventeen ears. Yeah, she's got soft little ears. But in good keeping, I am looking right at Wikipedia. Woo! So thank you, Wikipedia. But yeah, I don't know. The Velveteen Rabbit just gives me so many feels. Like I don't know why I like that story so much. Just like so ugh. wholesome, it's, cute. It's, it's just fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it just like I'm like stop making me feel things. I'm like trying to navigate my life. Like go away. <laughs> trying to be strong. Trying to, I'm a child of the '90s. I'm trying to like be brooding and like emo and like go away. Yeah. I have to shop at Hot Topic. Don't touch me! I know I'm crying. Yeah. Don't touch. Yeah. Don't look at me. I'm sad <laughs> and I want attention, but don't. No, like I'm a cat. Like not too much attention. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna cry today on the podcast. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. Let's all cry together. So cute. So the Vel- Velveteen Rabbit or how it was previously named, How Toys Become Real, is a British children's book written by Marjorie Williams, also known as Marjorie Williams Bianco, and illustrated by William Nicholson. Sorry, I just hit my microphone with my hand. (laughs) It chronicles the story of a stuffed rabbit's desire to become real through the love of its owner. Oh my God, this is why I like this book so much. I like fully thought my teddy bears were going to come alive. Yep. I still ridiculous. do. I still talk to my teddy buddy like he listens. <laughs> I talk to my dog and my cats. Oh, yeah. Well, I talk to Hector, too, like a human. So it's- I remember. You called him a dingbat, and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> he responded. He looked a little sad, but he, he knew. He knew. He knew. He knew. <laughs> so, yes. Chronicles How the Rabbit Wants to Be Real. The book was first published in 1922 and has been republished many times since. The Velveteen Rabbit was William's first children book, children's book. It has been awarded the IRA CBC Children's Choice Award based on a 2000 poll, two, bleh, 2007 online poll. Wow, good job, Kelsey. <laughs> the National Education Association voted the book number 28th on the teacher's top 100 books for children. Honestly, wow. I don't remember if mm, I don't remember if someone read this to me or if I saw the animated slash real life. I can't remember made for TV movie about it. I think I still have the book. I'll have to look. Yeah, the book was pretty banger. It was a good book. I feel like I feel like it was the movie that I was, like, pretty taken with. I could see that, though, because it's, like, a visual. Yeah, yeah no, it was it was the movie. It was the 2009 Velveteen Rabbit movie. That's what did it to me. Oh. Like, oh, fuck. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> My thoughts have come to life. Uh, poor bunny. Poor bum bun. So the plot, a stuffed rabbit sewn from velveteen is given as a Christmas present to a small boy. The boy plays with his other new presents and forgets the velveteen rabbit for a time. These presents are modern and mechanical, and they snub the old-fashioned velveteen rabbit. The wisest and oldest toy in the nursery, the skin horse. Do you remember that? It's like a horse made out of, like, horse skin, which is creepy. (laughs) No, Yeah. <laughs> he really had me thinking when you said the horse made of skin. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I read that one. Must be a German tale. <laughs> well, well so the skin horse is a character in the book. Oh, wisest. Which so the skin horse previously was owned by the boy's uncle tells the rabbit about toys magically becoming real due to the love of children. The rabbit is awed by this idea. However, his chances of achieving this wish are slight. One night, the boy's nanny gives the rabbit to the boy to sleep with in place of his lost toy. The rabbit becomes the boy's favorite toy, enjoying picnics with him in the spring, and the boy regards the rabbit as real. Time passes and the rabbit becomes shabbier but happy. It means that real rabbits in the summer... Sorry, it it meets some real rabbits in the summer, and which, reflecting on the movie, I do remember... 
the rabbit being outside and like some real bunnies like hop over to him and the rabbit's yeah. like, yay. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, real <laughs> friends. I know. I'm having like so many flashbacks right now. It's so nice. Aww. So it, yes. Uh, real bunnies. Okay. And they learn the velveteen rabbit cannot hop. Oh, I, yeah, I remember that too. They make fun of him because he yeah, can't not hop. Very nice. Yeah, he's stationary. Well, you know, he's an animal. Stationary. <laughs> yeah. They learn the velveteen rabbit cannot hop as they do, and they say that he's not a real rabbit. They do get a little, little snobby with him. Get a red racer way in. Yeah. Right. Radio racer. I mean. Whoa. Red racer. <laughs> Or you just put him on a roller skate. Yeah, there you Think go. Think roller skate. Tie it to your hoppity rabbit tail your, and away your you bunny go. Feet. Yeah. One day, the boy comes down with scarlet fever, and the rabbit yeah. sits with him as he recovers. The doctor orders that the boy should be taken to the seaside and that his room should be disinfected. All his books and toys burnt, including the velveteen rabbit. No! The rabbit is bundled into his sack and left out in the garden overnight where he reflects sadly on his life with his boy. Oh, my God. I'm really <laughs> so sad. Oh, my God. <laughs> reflects with his boy. Can't do it. You're right. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's happening. Oh, no. Here comes the waterworks. <laughs> shush you. Shush your face. The velveteen rabbit. Oh, no, wait. The toy rabbit cries, a re- and a real teardrop drops to the ground, and a marvelous flower appears, and a fairy steps out of the flower and comforts the velveteen rabbit, introducing herself as the nursery magic fairy. She says that because he has become real to the boy who truly loves him, she will take him... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <What> the fuck? <laughs> She goes, I hate this stupid book. (laughs) She will take him away with her and turn him into real to everyone. He's so cute. (laughs) Kelsey's going to dry her tears. I am crying. I am crying. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening to me? Honestly, I'm not reading it. That's why I'm teasing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be crying too. <laughs> you know what? When I picked this, I forgot. You're like, like, oh yeah, it's a good one. I'll do I that one. I forgot how much it hits me. And now I'm like, Aww. no. Here it goes. Oh no. Honestly, anything super cute and wholesome and happy and sweet. Or like, if like the little character gets hurt or his feelings hurt, it. Yeah, I can't handle it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. I have to keep taking my glasses off to wipe my eyeballs. Oh, Stop. no. Stop. Stop. Okay. Okay. We're not done. <laughs> <laughs> the fairy takes the rabbit to the forest where she meets other rabbits and gives the velveteen rabbit a kiss. The Velveteen Rabbit changes into a real rabbit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh-oh. The best part happening. It's the best part. <laughs> Why am I like this? Because <laughs> you're sweet. You can't I guess that. this is good content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep up the oh, my God. I have, the glasses sweet. are off. Or they hear you cry. <laughs> I can't keep the glasses on anymore. It's not working. The Velveteen Rabbit changes into a real rabbit and joins the other rabbits in the forest. The next spring, the rabbit returns to look at the boy, and the boy sees the resemblance of the old rabbit and enjoys seeing the rabbit out in the wild. And that's essentially how that shit ends. Fucking thank yes. God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Fucking God. Okay. So <laughs> now that we all know that I'm this person, you're welcome. <laughs> Stupid fucking book. 
has these little soft feet. I know, I'm the worst. Also, he has a velveteen heart. That's why I have a rescue pit bull, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking dog. Jesus. (laughs) Okay. There has been many adaptations of this stupid fucking book. In 1973, LSB Productions made the classic original 16mm film version, which is pretty dope. And it won a couple of awards, and that's sick. And it appeared at a couple of film festivals, and it was a finalist at an American film festival. The film has been on TV and acclaimed by parents and teachers worldwide. So, like, that version did pretty good. So there's been a couple since the book uh, originally, which was 1922. It's had a couple of iterations there was also a 1976 version raskin bass television special the first easter rabbit which is hilarious because i wouldn't necessarily put it in that category but right it's just sweet. a fun fun that happens yeah and like you know <laughs> marketing is as i still wipe my eyeballs marketing is rampant and people are always trying to make a buck so sick yeah in 1984, it was part of the Enchanted Musical Playhouse series where Marie Osmond played the part of the Velveteen Rabbit. Songs were composed yeah. by the Sherman Brothers. The Velveteen Rabbit was adopted into a video recording and soundtrack in 1985 as well by Rabbit Ear Productions. Narrated by Meryl Streep. Oh. I so, you know. know. I don't know. Music by George Winston. It received a Parents' Choice Award for Multimedia and was nominated for a Grammy Award. Fuck yeah. That's really awesome. Super cool. In yeah. 1985, two different animated adaptations were made at the same time. I would never watch the animated ones because I'm so damaged by fucking Watership Down that any animations with bunnies, I'm going to put my head in the toilet. Um. Yeah, fair enough. I yeah, fuck honestly, that I don't even remember Watership Down. No. That's where I'm at with that one. Don't, so don't look it up. Yeah, ever. Well, like, if I don't remember it, there's good reasoning. <laughs> like I'm probably crying like, over like this Gully. I don't remember that either. So <laughs> oh, Fern Gully was scary, but worth it. Yeah, I don't know. It, also, it's very telling funny. of our future. Yeah, yeah, right. Maybe I was just intuitive. Yeah. <laughs> In 1987, the year of my birth, Don Bluth worked on an adaptation of the Velveteen Rabbit to be released by New Line Cinema. However, the project was never completed. The animations can still be found online. So Don Bluth, if you don't know, he was a Disney animator that left Disney and ended up making a string of his own movies. Oh. Um, Pretty bummed that that this animation didn't come to fruition, but hey, whatever. So Don Bluth is responsible for movies that are not Disney related, like most prominent, I would say Anastasia, because that was the first animated oh. movie that incorporated 3D and hand done animation. I remember when that came out, it was a big deal. Yeah. As well as The Land Before Time. Ah. Uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, I love that one. That one makes me cry, too. The Secret of Nim. Ooh, I don't think I know that one. Oh, my God. You need to watch that immediately. <laughs> okay, we're timing out. I gotta go back. <laughs> yeah, goodbye. And then, um, uh, what was it called? Uh, Ex- uh, it was a King Arthur Excalibur one with a two-headed dragon. I can't I'm spacing. I might be wrong. You know what? Veto that. I might be wrong. I think I'm right, but I might be wrong. There's one called Dragon Slayer. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Anyways, Fifle Goes West, like an American Tale. Thumbelina. Thumbelina rules too. Tiny. I thought these were all Disney. No. A Troll in Central Park. Oh, that's a good one too. Uh, One called Space Age. Anyways, he. Oh, oh, Rock a Doodle Doo. (laughs) Rock a Doodle Doo. Jeez. Anyways, I am. He's uh, amazing. Anyways, we'll move on. I don't know if he did anything bad. I don't know, but I like. Just, just don't Google it, so it stays. Don't, yeah, don't don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. So I'm bummed out he didn't get to make that movie because, like, as much as I burn on bunny animations because of Watership Down, I think Don Bluth would have done such a justice. Yeah. Uh, like I said, that you can find the animations online, so everyone should have a Google. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna dig through that guy's works because yeah, I like all that. All <laughs> a of lot. Those those were the those were probably the main movies that we watched on our feet aside from like Emperor's New Groove. Oh my god, Emperor's New Groove. 
so good. <laughs> so fucking good. Or like the road to El Dorado. We think we've talked about this before. There's like a scene where she gets up from giving him head. Oh no! I don't yeah. think El Dorado, but I do. We did talk about like pervy fucking moments in children's yeah. stories. Yeah, and it, it, it's not like is it like El Dorado religious too or something? Or no, it's, it's the that first one, the road to El Dorado, and it's not. It's not like if you're a kid, you would have no idea. But when right. you're an adult and you rewatch that, you're like, okay. Whoa, okay. Like she just like pops up at his waistline. You're like, <laughs> she was tying my shoe. You don't have shoelaces. You're wearing sandals, damn it. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Who knows? Anyways, uh, have a have a have a look yeah. and tell me if I'm wrong. But yeah, you're probably right. There's lots of weird shit in children's shows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm into it. Whatever. Kids can't tell. It's fine. Yeah. In 2003, it was adapted into a clay animation by uh, uh, Shizu Animation. I think I'm saying that right. It's X-Y-Z-O-O Animation. My oh, friend's I name is Shalita, and it starts with an X, so I think X is sh- Maybe I'm wrong. Shizu? Whatever. Okay. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> In 2007, a live-action short film adaptation was released by Horsefly Studios and was also nominated for Young Artist Awards. Nice. Feature films for families, Family One Films, and Believe Pictures released their live-action animated adaptation in 2009, distributed by Anchor Bay Entertainment and Thomas Nelson and Vision Films. The film adaptation was illegally telemarketed to over 500,000 telephone subscribers in the United States. Verizon successfully sued feature films for family feature films for families for the practice, which I'm like. I don't know who's the bad guy, the whatever, but Verizon's huge. I assume they're the bad guy. Yeah. In 2014, Cat and Hutch produced a storytelling adaptation of the Velveteen Rabbit at Fulham Library. They went on to perform this for various schools, libraries, and their venues across London, which is sick. In October 2015, Atlantic Theatre Company produced a new musical adaptation of the Velveteen Rabbit. In December 2018, Magic Light Pictures was reported to be adapting the Velveteen Rabbit as a Christmas special. Oh. And as we all know, there was the 2009 family fantasy adaptation of the Velveteen Rabbit, directed by Michael Landon Jr. And it starred Jane Seymour Ellen Burstyn, Tom Skirt, and Matthew Harbour. And that specifically was probably the most, other than reading the book myself when I was little or having it read to me, but probably the most impactful. Because like when I'm reading through the synopsis, I'm just like dying because I'm seeing all these scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying but, not to cry again. Ugh, so ridiculous. <laughs> but that one is like in my heart forever. Oh yeah, it's so cute. So cute. I think that's the one, unless there's another one, but Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I watched some sort of animation version of it, but at the same time, it might have just only been the book cuz it's not really popping into my head other than the original like pencil drawing of it. Yeah, I, I uh, like I'm questioning if mine was actually the 2009 version. I don't think it was because the rabbit I'm seeing, well, the rabbit I remember was a little more um, worn than this one. Mm-hmm. This one looks a little bit more um, 2009. 2009. It's a little more 2009. <laughs> so I might have to have a look and figure out which which exact version is the one that I'm pulling memories from and fucking bawling my eyes out but anyways there you know uh here you go I'm a baby and very sensitive and I like animals and teddy bears touch Kelsey's velveteen side I'm yeah I'm a velveteen me (laughs) oh cute thanks you're welcome so cute yeah. Fuck, man. I didn't know that was funny because you called it. You're like, Kelsey, you cry. I'm like, I'm not going to cry. What the fuck? I'm not going to oh. cry. I don't... Oh, I. I'm, yeah, no. Uh, 
I'm also a victim of this kind of shit. So Ugh. all drunks go to heaven, cry. Oh anything, God. anything <laughs> cute or if animals homeward, are homeward hurt, bound, or crying. When animals are mean to each other, when people are mean or other characters are mean to Mickey Mouse within the show, it fucking hurts my heart. Yeah. I can't handle it. Yeah. I just don't like it. <laughs> like I, I get it has to happen. Yeah, I cry. I cry in so many things. I'm, all, I'm just always crying. I've realized that as as the older I get, the more I cry. Like I'll watch a movie and I'm like, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. And I'm crying <laughs> and I'm in a theater and I'm just like, I'm looking straight ahead. Like if my friends fucking turn and look at me, I'm I'm just I don't. It's know. over. Ah, it's ah. over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I were watching that uh, Pixar movie Soul, and I oh was watching like six times in that movie, <laughs> which is hilarious because it's like I've been with Dylan for so long, like it's okay for me to I've cried I, at movies all the time. But for that particular moment, I don't know why, but I'm like, oh my god, I just gotta go like dab my eyes. <laughs> no, Soul is sad. Oh, the, so the... like and I yeah like cry whatever but for some reason I was just in a mood and I'm like I just don't want anyone to see me cry I'm like well fuck dude like it's an emotional movie it's fine yeah it's it's fucking sad cry in front of Dylan at all sorts of movies so I don't know why that was different but <laughs> yeah uh, yeah well it just is what it is <laughs> yeah alright so now we got Kelsey crying, so we yeah. have to take this down a notch. I'm not crying anymore. I'm fine. It's fine. She's fine. But we still have to, I'm sorry, we still have to take it down a notch. <laughs> no, bunny murders. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that, that came out, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> bunny murders. Oh, my God. Says, well, says the vegetarian. Bunny murderers. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to uh, see here. Oh, no. Let me pull my shit up, because of course it's all backwards. We're going to talk about the creature that hangs out in the cave of Carabinog. Okay. Um, true or false, you can make that decision yourself. Ooh. <laughs> it's a medical. tale. It's a tale. Um, this creature is said to have sharp teeth, uh, one of its skills pouncing. It's surprisingly agile, immensely feral strength, extreme aggression, and a deceptive appearance. Okay. Um, some of his hobbies is killing its victims and <laughs> guarding the cave of Cabernet. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. And well, its goal is to slaughter anything that comes in its way. And its crimes is mass murder. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, there you go. You can think about that while we go on. <laughs> okay, so the Cave of Carabinog is the home of legendary black beast of Arg. <laughs> <laughs> this is guarded by a monster, which is in, in, initially unknown. King Arthur and his knights are led to the cave by Tim the Enchanter and find that they must face this guardian beast. Um, Tim verbally paints a picture of the monster so terrible to have killed everyone who has tried to enter the cave and warns them, death awaits you all, with a nasty, big, pointy teeth. Okay. I know, it's pretty horrifying. Do you know geographically where this cave is? England. Nice. Um, Don't go to England. Some crazy. uh, Don't go to England. Don't go to England in general. Let me see if I can. (laughs) Oh, I thought I must have found it somewhere else, but it does. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Um, in the village of Killin. Killing without the G. Okay. Killin with an N. Killin. 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 Not like killin' it, like killin'. <laughs> it just makes me think of uh think of scary movie. When um the ghost face guy is like 
super hip hop and you don't stop kind of show <laughs> pop lock and drop it yeah <laughs> stupid knife oh god okay so death is gonna wait them great um as the knights approach the cave and the animal their horses become nervous forcing the knights to dismount sir robin soils his armor from the description of it before um everyone except him sizes it up nearly as an innocent white rabbit despite the cave's entrance being surrounded by the bones of full of 50 men fallen arthur and his knights no longer take it seriously Ignoring Tim's warnings, a vicious streak a mile wide, King Arthur orders to chop the rabbit's head off. Boris draws his sword and confidently approaches it. The rabbit suddenly leaps at least eight feet directly at Sir Boris's neck and bites it clean off in a single <laughs> motion, decapitating him. Um, and then it kind of sounds like the sounds of a can opener. <laughs> oh, my God. Despite their initial shock, Sir Robin soiling his armor once again and Tim's loud scoffing, the knights attack in force. But the rabbit injures several of the knights and kills Gwion and Echor with ease. The knights themselves have no hope of killing or injuring the rabbit. Arthur panics and shouts out to the knights to retreat. Run away! <laughs> Sir Lancelot asks if taunting the rabbit could cause a mistake. So Robin asks if running away is more uh, would if running away would confuse it, and Sir Gal- Galahad Galahad suggests those. <laughs> Knowing they cannot risk the attack again, they try to find another way to defeat the beast. The holy hand grenade of Anok <laughs> is ultimately used to kill the rabbit and allow the quest to proceed. <laughs> I can see it in my head. I can see it in my head. But it's totally real. This totally happened. This is real. Yeah. I mean, I might have to still be if you haven't caught on by now. (laughs) (laughs) The rabbit of uh, Caterbog is immensely cute but bloodthirsty rabbit-like monster and a major antagonist in the 1975 film Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it's so good. I rewatched that scene today and I just cracked myself up. It's that I've been watching it my entire life and it never gets old. <laughs> so if you're not familiar slash privileged with having seen the Monty Python series... Is it culturally inclusive? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, it hasn't completely aged. Like is it one. is it sexist? A little bit. <laughs> is it a bit racist? Probably, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can't speak for the racism part, but as a female, I say um, I say probably, but, yeah. I say probably. yeah. Some of the the other jokes that are clean. It kind yeah. of balances it out for me, at least. <laughs> Does the killer bunny land? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That oh, one, yeah. yeah. That one's forever good. Forever good. Um, but this rabbit um, has been used as a metaphor for a whole bunch of crap. Basically, just to, like, insinuate, like, oh, don't judge a book by its cover. It's oh. cute, but deadly. So it's depicted a lot in video games, such as Minecraft, mm-hmm. um, which I my nephew tried to rope me into that one. I'm like, no way, sir. I'm not into it. My cousin uh, showed me his Minecraft, and I was like, this is it's essentially, if I could, may I, if I could, yeah, it's it's like Sims of your and my time. I could see that. But I never like really a, played Sims because I didn't have a console. But yeah. um, no, 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 it was computer when I was little. Was I computer. didn't have that. <laughs> yeah. So I knew the concept of it. So yeah, that makes sense because you're essentially just building your shit, right? Yeah. And, so it was. It's. It, it, it. If I understand this correctly, it's. It's basically in a very advanced version of Sims with very low poly. Um, 
And that probably allowed that company to get away with like way less processing slash render whatever times and yeah. make more money at the end where like Sims was pretty low poly too. But I think anyways. that um, it's uh present day millennial go to as well. Cause it's, it's still in conversation from time to time. I'm a millennial and I've never played it. Oh really? Oh, well, I mean, I haven't either. I, I went, oh, it's because you play other games, so that's why I probably got that. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's still a thing. Oh. No, it's not Minecraft. Minecraft? No, um, Sims. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, sorry, sorry. Wait, no. Backtrack. I no Sims. Yes, a million percent. I played all the time. Sorry, I thought you were saying Minecraft. Oh no. My bad. My bad. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's in Minecraft that is um it's also in a game called dragon's crown okay uh it's also in old school runescape which runescape rings a bell i can't remember what it is hmm. Ru- runescape maybe Ruin. yeah it's not really elaborating on that I'll have to Google that later. Sorry, everybody. Oh, like, RuneScape. Rune- <laughs> RuneScape is an online game similar to Sims. It looks a little bit more medieval. RuneScape, sometimes referred to as RuneScape 3, is a fantasy, massively multiplayer online role-playing game developed and published by Jagex. Wow. First release January 2001. I got you. I got you. January 2001? Yes. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, definitely. I hung out with all these nerds in high school, so they definitely played it. Yeah, it looks um, like it looks like Sims, but it also looks like uh, Neverwinter that I used to play. Ooh, Neverwinter. Oh. But, like, very low poly Neverwinter. I don't know the Neverwinter one. It's like um, World of Warcraft. Oh, okay. Well, I was just about to say that. Uh, it's also... Got its time in World of Warcraft. Nice. There's all sorts of small cute creatures I can kill. Oh my goodness. So that bunny has been getting around. It's in Warlock. It's in Fallout. Amazing. It's in something called the Madness of Little Emma. What? Yeah, it's straight up the Beast of Canterbury. <laughs> in that one. Um, it's in Divinity 2, The Witcher 3, Shadow Warrior. Nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's basically I. They just open that can of worms of like not judging a book by its cover. So I'm sorry, the boss is really cute, but you're not gonna beat it. So good luck. <laughs> At least that's what I'm thinking in these games. I haven't played WoW since I was a teenager, so I don't even know. But I just sucked it anyway. So <laughs> it's also the precedent that was set when we watched Monty Python. We're like, the rabbit is the boss, and we're not going to beat it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They had to use their crazy little freaking bomb thing, which ultimately it worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that is our furry friend. He's also uh, the type of villain he is is a homicidal animal. Just so you know. Bunnies, man. No, they're fucking crazy. I used to have a bunny named Little Bun, and he got really big, and he had red eyes, and I would chase yeah. people around. I was like, he's gonna get you. I had a bun. I had two bunnies. And he was white too, just like this bun. <laughs> I had a bunny named Christina. Oh my god! <laughs> and I can't remember the other bunny's name now. They were Christina and. No. Oh my god. Did your sister get to name that one? That's why you forget. Yeah, we both we both we both named it. They're both fancy names like that. It was like Christina names. and like Hillary or Hillary. Yeah. Hillary is such a great name. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I can't remember. Christina and Hillary or Christina and like Sunflower or Christina and I can't remember, but Christina for sure. And the pet shop, the pet shop told us they were a girl and a boy, and we we're like, "Oh no, cool." And then it turned really? out, or no, no, they told us they're both girls. That's what it was. And then they were a girl. And, and a then boy. they were both boys, and they fought almost to the death, where we had to separate them, and 
put them in different um, runs because my dad built big runs for them. Oh, that's good. Nice. Yeah. I was like, ooh. What was that <laughs> other one's name? What, Christina and Guinevere? I don't know. Guinevere. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. I feel bad. Anyways. Yeah. My friends had three rabbits, too. Everybody each had their freaking rabbit in town. Yeah. Um, there was one named Midnight that ended up at our house. That was a girl. Nice. And then we might have put little bun in there too. Gotta be careful. Man. Rabbits rabbits are territorial. Like they don't fuck around. They are literally like oh, yeah. the bunny on Monty Python. Yeah, no, totally they are. Yeah. The other three that are three friends that well their sisters had, they each had their own pen. Yeah. Whatever. But I yeah, somehow we ended up with this other rabbit and then we would throw a little bun in there and they would just bang. We thought it was so funny. And then my dad caught us and he's like all right, so this is what's happening and why. And then we all were like, ah, because it was just like a, the unexpected sex talk. But he's like, I'm taking this opportunity because clearly these idiots don't know what's going on. So I <laughs> thought they do, that, and they I need thought, to know what happens. <laughs> I thought you guys were having Bunny Fight Club, but now I understand it was Bunny Sex Club. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was <laughs> it's perverted. <laughs> We know what they're doing, but we don't really know what they're doing. You're, you're <laughs> having an unprovoked Sin City party. And you're like, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it just happened the one time. And my dad was like laughing. He's like, okay, um, well. <laughs> He's like, you, you can't do that again. Because I'm all these fucking rabbits. But actually, I don't think anything came of that, which is a miracle. But good. I'm so yeah. sad I don't remember the other rabbit's name. No, you're going to have to ask your sis. She's going to have to let you know. I don't know if she'll know. Oh, uh, man. I, my, my memory is usually good. Memory like Erin Brockovich, so she remembers everything, and then I no, just me, asked that's her. me. That's me. Oh, no, you're Erin? Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. <laughs> that's be, I know Christina. I'm like, Christina, for sure. This would be the one thing that she remembers, though. Crystal. You never know. Probably Crystal. Crystal and Christina, that makes sense. It was probably Crystal. That's like a little kid thing to do. Yeah. Rhyming names that are similar. I think <laughs> I remember Christina because that was mine. Or he was mine. <laughs> <laughs> he was mine. Aw, cute. Christina. Yeah. He he was such a queen. Aw. Like what colors were they? He was he was gray and he had like the white collar. Ooh. And I don't remember Crystal, maybe Crystal. I don't remember what they looked like. Yeah, you're like, whatever, that wasn't mine. Rabbit. <laughs> Christina was mine. Well, Bun had very light gray ears with a little tiny light gray stripe through his tail. Nice. And Oliver White with red eyes. Nice. With, yeah, like I said, I chase the local bully around with him. Oh. <laughs> Little did I know that I, in fact, was making a reference to Holy Grail, and my mom didn't stop me, and now, as I'm sorry, I know exactly why. <laughs> she's probably like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I was jump out of her arms and decapitate this kid, but... <laughs> I mean, let let it be. I, we weren't running that fast. It was just a little boo 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 guy. And then he's like, oh, this is weird. Bye. And like, <laughs> just chasing a monkey around town. <laughs> oh, Topley. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, well. uh, we all had rabbits because rabbits breed like a mofo. So they do. Actually, um, rabbit, you can... What was I going to say? Uh, it doesn't matter. It's I'm I'm spacing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love all of this. This is awesome. So cute, fun bun, fun bun. Yeah. I have a little joke. Ooh, bunny joke. A bunny joke. This one might relate to you or what okay. you spoke about earlier. Don't make me cry. I don't think it, I, it might trigger you. I don't know though. <laughs> we'll see. Let's wing it. What kind Fucking of book? Velveteen bullshit. <laughs> What kind of books do rabbits like to read? Uh, pages <laughs> with bunny ears. Oh, uh, that's a good one. But no. <laughs> what 
Ones with happy endings. Oh, that's cute. It's company, don't stop. Fucking Velveteen Rabbit. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I gotta find what version that was because the one that the two, the 2009 one I'm referencing is a cartoon, mm-hmm. and I I remember it not having a cartoon. I remember exactly, unless I had a a very vivid imagination, which I totally did. But like like <laughs> so I remember exactly the scene where the bunny was in the garden sitting there, and the other bunnies were like, "But he can't hop," and they're all British, and I was like, "Oh no, he can't hop." <laughs> They're making fun. Was it like Beatrix Potter mashed in or something like that? Well, yeah, but not. But yeah. Maybe. It's all English and rabbity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'll I'll figure it out. It, it, it's somewhere. Yeah, we'll update you on the next one. And then I'll ask my pal about Bitey and we'll see. <laughs> we'll meld them together. So there you go. I'm a fucking crybaby. I'm, I'm sorry. But like animals and fucking cute rabbits. And like sad kids and shit, it gets me. Um, pulls the heartstrings, pulls them hard. That's why you had to do this one. <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna happen. Like I was like, oh, I love the Velveteen Rabbit. Full stop. Completely forgetting that it makes me fucking cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good though. You gotta let it out. Ugh. Sometimes you gotta let it out. It's so cute. You gotta cry about it. Yeah. Now it's gonna be published. Yeah. On the internet. <laughs> and I edit it, so I have to listen to it. Cool. <laughs> oh, I feel good. So I don't hot mind. right now. I don't mind, Kelsey. It's okay. I'm just going to look at my fun unicorn pencil and be happy. There you go. Think about the unicorns. <laughs> okay, so if you're up to that I cried, guess what? Email Jill at deepnerder at gmail.com. If you are mad at this podcast, also email jilldeepnerder at gmail.com. If you want to be on social media, deepnerder at deepnerder on Instagram. I think that's all we have, but we are on all the podcast things like ACAST, Spotify, Apple. Apple, Apple, Apple. You do you, man. Yeah. No one's gonna I don't know. You. Google it. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> insist, but no one's gonna really tell you what to do. You're in charge yeah. of your own destiny. You do what you need to do, but we insist. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to cry about it, live your life. Yeah. Why don't you cry about it? Just we did. Cry, just have a cry about it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Till next time, homies. Later, bitches. Bye. Bye. Bye.